Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth Pearson, and the guest today is me. I thought we could have an intimate conversation about the resistance that you might be feeling in your life right now. You might be along this thing they call the hero's journey. And so I thought maybe we could break it down and dive in a little bit deeper and find out where you are along your journey and what you can expect next. So first off, I want to talk a little bit about this concept of the hero's journey. This isn't anything that's new. One of my favorite writers, Elizabeth Gilbert, has written on this. And I think a lot of people, especially clients that I talk to, fantasize about having a similar eat, pray, love kind of journey like Elizabeth Gilbert did. And the thing is, they don't have the time or the capacity or the financial support to be able to walk away from their lives for a year to figure out what their purpose is, to figure out where their joy is coming from or lack thereof, right? How to find their joy again. So I thought that on today's show, we could talk a little bit about what the steps of that journey can look like, and maybe it can help you identify where you are along your path and what you can do to kind of keep it moving, to go to the next step. So the first step along this hero's journey is when you start to feel the call. So this is this yearning that we all have, and it might be to advance in our careers. It might be to meet somebody wonderful, have some new relationships in our lives. Maybe it's to have a child. Maybe it's to travel and just see new things. But at some point, our soul tends to feel these stages of restlessness. And this can happen throughout our life. It's normal to happen throughout our lives. Um, But I think, you know, I turned 40 this year and I feel like I had my breakdown (laughs) prior to 40. So I know everybody talks about this midlife crisis, but I think it's our soul waking up. I think when we're children, we have these bright eyes and these souls that think we can do anything and conquer everything. And they're right. But throughout our time in this physical plane, we start believing this external conditioning that's saying, nope, get in line, do all of these things, X, Y, and Z, and then you'll be successful. And after a while, we give in. I think our soul breaks down a bit and we fall into line. And then when we hit a certain point in our life, we start to wake up again and we say, wait a minute, I don't want any of this. This is not, this is not what I wanted, or I have all the stuff. And I still feel a little bit, not empty, but not totally full, right? Not completely fulfilled by the life that you've created. That's when this notion of the call starts, right? So these are these nudges from your soul. This can feel restless. This can trigger anger. This can trigger depression. I think all of these feelings are coming from your soul and it's your soul crying out for attention. This is this you know, 18 or 22-year-old you who's been told to shut up and sit down because you've got shit to do, you've got responsibilities, you've got obligations. And at some point, that soul is going to get louder and louder, and it might even uh, manifest in some physical ailment, some chronic pain, some dis-ease, if you will. And if you continue to just steamroll that voice until it's sit down and shut up, then the worst thing could happen. The voice could just be silenced forever. And then we're kind of these zombies walking the earth, right? Constantly consuming. We think the next thing that we own, um, whether it's a person or a material object, is going to fill us up. Maybe we just keep having kids to fill that void. There's all these things that um, your soul can kind of manifest on this path to 
to find this long-term happiness. But that tends to happen after we have ignored the soul for a while. Sometimes we'll get this message from our soul, you know what, we should live abroad. We'd really love to do that. But then we think of all the reasons why that just won't work. Or our soul says to get out of a relationship. But then our rational brain says, yeah, but I can't do that. It's going to cost too much. Or I need to stay married for my kids. Or this is the love, this is the amount of love I deserve. You know, deep subconsciously, you probably think that. So you stay with this person. Or you stay in a job that is just a job. You find yourself like going through the motion and basically sleepwalking. You're just on autopilot. You're just getting up, you're going to work every day, and you're living for the weekends. Or you're obsessed with your children and you're living through them all day long. It's just about them and obsessing about keeping your house clean or obsessing about keeping yourself to a certain level of fitness that is like borderline unhealthy. Um, I think we all know people like that, women and men, who that's their entire life is working out. That's great. You know, I'm all for personal fitness, but at the same time, like when you're trying to mass something, like you're, these are all ways to shut that voice up, right? You're just going to like steamroll it. But every once in a while it will come through. But step two is when you refuse the call. So it's that shutting down of, I'm not going to go live in Europe. You know what? I'm not going to do this stuff. It's fine. I'm not going to change my job. I'm not going to start that company I've always wanted. We're just going to stay in this place of, I can't do it. And I don't really have anything to offer. Elizabeth Gilbert says, I'm not your hero, right? I don't want to do this. But like any good telemarketer, your soul won't leave you alone. The call keeps coming through. And then the next step is when you answer the call. A lot of times this is really (laughs) highly linked with a huge level of self-doubt. This is when you get that overwhelming feeling that if you don't do the thing that your soul is nudging you to do, you're going to die. Your your soul is going to die if you just ignore it one more time. So you push forward and you start taking little steps. Maybe you have an idea for a company and you start it, right? You start researching, you start making a business plan. Maybe you even start sharing your ideas with some people. Um, but then at some point, the resistance, which is this equal and opposing force that is meant to hold you back anytime you're trying to grow this resistance will come on like a motherfucker. This thing is going to stop you in your tracks. It is diabolical and its sole mission is to kill your soul's dreams, right? (laughs) This is a total dream crusher. Stephen Pressfield is another amazing author who writes and speaks on resistance. He says that resistance will pop up anytime you try to expand to a higher level. So this can be even, you know, like when you try to work out, if you do try to get more healthy, say in January, you know, new year, you want to lose a little bit of weight, um, resistance is going to come in and hold you back. It's going to tell you why wait, why even try? It's never happened in the past. Why is this going to be the time? You know, or if you have that new business idea or that travel idea, it's just going to give you every reason why you're an idiot to even think that it's going to happen. And it's probably going to give you some pretty intense external forces, right? Resisting that idea as well. So say say you want to write a book. Maybe this is your hero's journey, right? You want to write a memoir and you tell yourself, um, I can do this. I've got a lot of great stuff to share. Resistance is going to come in and say, you're a fucking nobody. Who cares about your story? You know, you're not some like person who grew up in extreme poverty and then became a billionaire. And unless you're on that level, you have no business writing a book. These are all things that are going to come up, right? 
or when you try to quit your job because you want to do something else, something that seems actually fun throughout the day. And resistance is going to immediately come in and probably your family. (laughs) Well-meaning family and friends can be resistant, okay? And it's not because they don't love you. They're going to say that it's coming from this place of concern. You know, they're just concerned for you and your well-being. It's bullshit. They want to keep you in a box of you that they've known in a certain type of way since you've been around or since you've been in their life. If you expand out of that box, it can trigger feelings in them. And it doesn't mean that they're jealous, but it could just be that they've ignored their soul's calling for so long that when they see you start to wake up, it does make them feel threatened a little bit because then maybe they need to look at their soul's dream that they've ignored, you know, or they told themselves was not something that could ever happen because of X, Y, and Z. You know, they'll rattle off 20 excuses to themselves. But so at this point, this is when you kind of start to go. It's like your dream is this little seedling and it's been planted and you've set the conditions and you've watered it and you've prayed on it and you've meditated on it and you've visualized it and all this stuff. And resistance, you know, in the form of family and friends can be like a big fucking boot that just comes through. And even with a look on their face, maybe you share something really personal and they don't even say anything. They just give you a weird look. You know, and then you can immediately tell they're not on board. And then you second guess yourself. I can tell you that this has been like my entire journey is struggling with resistance, struggling with myself, having this belief in myself. And there have been some people along the journey who have been absolute cheerleaders. My husband is one of them. I don't know how I could have done any of this without Ryan. He has been a rock. He thinks, Every single one of my ideas is genius. And he has said that, you know, he feels like his goal is to support me. And that's incredible. So if you don't have somebody like that in your life, a cheerleader, get somebody, find a friend, hire a coach, somebody who's going to believe in you and is really going to be the wind at your back because there's going to be a ton of resistance trying to keep you exactly where you are. It might even be trying to push you back a little bit. It might be kind of trying to like check you. So you need those wonderful people around you that you really trust. This can't be some frenemy. This can't be some bitch from your yoga class who you feel competitive with or at work who you feel like maybe isn't totally rooting for you. If you have any question in your mind that this person is a true, authentic soul sister or friend, don't tell them anything. Keep it to yourself because they will be the stomping boot who will come and crush your little seedling. But if you have somebody in your life that you do feel like is 100% team you, tell them. They'll be a wonderful person to kind of keep you going and to pull you on the days when you feel like giving up. So the next step in this journey after you kind of, after you, you get the call, you refuse the call, you, uh, (laughs) the call won't leave you alone. It keeps trying. Then you answer the call by taking steps and you start to really go on this journey. Like this is the next step, right? You begin the journey. You go past the point of no return. You make a commitment to change your life, follow your dream, no matter how high the odds are stacked against you. You're just like, I'm doing it. I'm going for it. Well, then you start fighting these battles, right? And we talked about this. This is the resistance. And this is when you'll famously hit this place of experiencing this thing they call the dark night of the soul, which is really nasty shit because it's, that is this diabolical. This is like 
This is like when people run marathons and they hit, what is it, like mile 22 or something, and um, they hit what they call the wall. So all of your glucose is like out of your system. And I have marathoning clients, and I'm sure they're going to listen to this, and I'm probably butchering. It's probably not that at all. But at some point, they hit this place where like a huge percentage of marathoners drop out because they hit the wall. So you need to know that the wall is coming because at this point, you have set up your support team to give you the gel pack or whatever, right? If we're using the marathon analogy here to keep you going and to let you know that there is an end in sight and that you got this, but you are fighting these battles. So these battles are going to be daily. You're going to be hitting like 50 proverbial walls. It's going to be little things and it's going to be, sometimes it can be big things. Sometimes you can lose a bunch of money. Sometimes there could be a death in your family that sidetracks you. It can be anything. Maybe your kid really needs you. Maybe you have a spouse that all of a sudden gets a really demanding job and therefore you feel like you need to shelve your idea or the thing that your soul is pushing you to do for a year or two, right? But at this point, once you've started to kind of walk and you're on this hero's journey, your soul won't let you go back. Or maybe your coach won't let you go back. A lot of times I've got clients who are like ready to bail and I'm like, nope. (laughs) we're not going back that way. We are going to keep going. It's like this dark forest. We don't know what's in there, but I'm there with you. I've got my hand gently on your back. You're taking the steps and we are going to get through it. But the one thing I do not let them do is turn around and go back to the safety of conformity and their comfort zone, which has actually become torturous for them at this point. So we keep walking. And then once you keep walking, this last step is that you lose your fear. All of a sudden, you feel invincible. You feel like you did when you were a kid before everybody put their shitty expectations and constraints on you. This, I feel like, is something that happens. This journey happens to people multiple times in their lives. So if you're listening to this today, I believe everything is, you know, um, a sign (laughs) and that there's synchronicity and everything. If there's something that's really kind of been nagging on your soul, Or you just wake up and you feel okay, but you're not really driven by joy. You don't feel like there's some amazing thing on the horizon. I urge you to get still, listen to yourself. A lot of people have a lot of resistance against meditation, and I totally get it. I did for a very long time as well. But this little you, this soul you, that its only purpose is to guide you, this soul has all the answers. It doesn't have to come from a self-help book or somewhere else. It's within you. Your only job, I feel like, is to listen to that voice and let it guide you and believe it when it says you can do something. Even if it's just for a fleeting moment that says, you know what, that would be super fun to start that business. Well, okay. At this point then, if you know that that message is clear, in my mind, you have to go for it. And something that I quote to clients a lot too, and they're kind of on the fence about leaning into something that they've always dreamed about is um, a Jeff Bezos quote, when he said that his only real job was to lessen the likelihood for future regret. So on his deathbed, he just doesn't want to look back and have regret. And I think that's a really great mantra to live by. And I look at that anytime I'm faced with a new project, writing a book, starting this podcast, any of this, the resistance comes in and says it's a waste of time. Nobody cares. You have nothing of value to say. And I'm like, yeah, but the soul placed that idea there. 
And if the soul placed that idea there, then I have to at least try. Because if not, I will have regret. Even if it's a 1% likelihood of future regret, I'm sorry, you have to do it. You have to at least try. And I think that when you start to walk that path, you'll not only see the miracles pop up and everything align in your way to support your journey, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better, you're going to manifest incredible people into your life, and it's not going to be as much work as you think. I think the real work is just getting over the resistance and creating a space. Create a space, 10 minutes a day. Just sit down. You don't You don't have to sit in lotus pose and close your eyes and be in complete silence. Sit down in front of your desk with a really cheap, crappy notebook and just write down every morning three things that you want to do. It doesn't have to be for that day. It can't be like, you know, go to Costco. It can't be any of that bullshit. It's got to be like with your life, right? What do you want to feel? You're starting to prime the creative well here. If you feel lost and you don't know what would make you happy, sit down with a piece of paper. And it's really great too. I can't remember for the life of me who recommended it, um, but some wonderful thought leader recommended sitting down and setting like a minute timer, or maybe it was a three-minute timer, with your notebook and go through and just write whatever comes as fast as you can without thinking about it. And they say that that's your soul talking. So that's my advice. (laughs) That is what I did. And it has led me to unbelievable people financial success, all of this wonderful stuff, none of that shit matters. So it's really the people, people that every day have broken through resistance. I'm so fucking proud of all of my clients. They've all overcome major things and they've begun to trust themselves and to trust their soul. And the wonderful thing about what I do is that I get to live vicariously through them, through all of theirs. So I've started a beauty business. (laughs) I've written books. I've done all of this stuff because they've done that. So if you can find a way to be of service too, if, if, if your dream is to be of service in any way, whether it's through a book or a blog or a podcast or just being an amazing friend, amazing family member, an amazing mother or father, then that can, that can be it. That can be exactly what you need. So I will leave you with that. Thank you. I hope to have more um, one-on-one talks like this. And from today, I just hope that you create some space. Just give your voice the microphone, let it speak to you, and then follow its guidance.